sound right here. The sound right here. Glory be to God Almighty. And uh Go go ahead and hit that hit that again. Make sure let me let me hear it. Just hit the sound right there. Two times. There you go. Okay. Okay. Move this right here a tad over the whole the whole thing. Just move it over. All of that over some. Just a little bit. That's good. Glory be to God for yesterday. We praise God for three great services on yesterday. And I thank God for allowing me to be here this morning. In honor of God and in honor of the late Queen Elizabeth II, as we have been doing, uh, we're going to share with you Her, one of her favorite hymns. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven, listen to the words. To his feet your tribute bring, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, evermore his praises sing. Alleluia, Alleluia. Praise the everlasting King. Praise Him for His grace and favor to His people in distress. Praise Him still the same as ever, slow to chide and swift to bless. Alleluia, Alleluia. Glorious in His faithfulness. Father-like, he tends and spares us. Well, our feeble frame he knows. In his hand he gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes. Alleluia, alleluia. Widely yet his mercy flows. Angels, help us to adore him. You behold him face to face. Sun and moon bow down before him. Dwellers all in time and space. Alleluia. Alleluia. Praise with us the God of grace. 
Farewell, Queen Elizabeth. I want to see that. Francis Light. Farewell, Queen Elizabeth II. Now, I will say to you, Queen, uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, one day in heaven. And we'll have a long time to talk. But I, 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 I am sure, uh, knowing the way you are, you didn't want these people to do this much for your funeral. Even though you had a hand in it, some of these people are overdoing it. But, you deserve it. Glory be to God. The man who wrote this hymn is Henry Francis Light, son of Captain Thomas Light, was born at Ednam near Kelso, June the 1st, 1793 and educated at Portora, the Royal School of Inniskillen, and at Trinity College, Dublin, of which he was a scholar, and where he graduated in 1814. Uh, Henry Francis Light, and if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he wrote some other hymns as well that are even more familiar than this one. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family and evangelistic service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White the third, uh, president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Believe it or not, and Daniel Ezekiel, my son, I know that you have a broad smile on your face. For this is 1001, episode number 1001, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary uh, and or Matthew Henry, the Matthew Henry Commentary, uh, as well, along with other reputable uh, commentaries and study Bibles. I'm not a part of the New School Theology where everything must be original with you. 
And I am, and I'm not of the school of the plagiarists either. I believe you ought to give credit to people who do the hard work in their gifting uh, and, and give them credit. It does not take anything away from your ministry. In fact, it adds to your ministry, you young preachers who have foolishly bought into the lie that everything has to be original with you. How can that be when the Bible is the same and has been around for thousands of years? You just preach the word. You Rarely are you going to be original. God will give you some original thoughts while you are in the flow of preaching. Okay, but uh, but if if you write down something from somebody else out of their book or from their sermon series or whatever, and that's the first time you heard it, uh, and you take it and you don't say anything about it, about who did it, who said it first, as far as you're concerned, then you're stealing. Thieves in the pulpit. But the problem is, most preachers have never been called. That's why they steal. They don't know what to preach, and they don't know how to preach. They don't have a relationship with God because they're lost. And so that's why they steal from other people who are truly saved. And it's very dumb to plagiarize somebody's uh, sermon or series or book when they're on television. That's dumb. That's not, not only is it a crime and a sin to do that, it is dumb because somebody's going to catch you. You, you. you are a preacher, not a parrot. And so if you don't know what to preach or how to preach and you don't have preach in you and you're just a volunteer and God has never called you and you're probably not even born again, get out of the ministry. We don't need, we don't need you in the ministry. Your people don't need you. I heard something very wicked and evil the other day. I've never heard of this in my life. The church was going to call a pastor, but they wanted the pastor to preach another pastor's sermon who was pretty popular. So they called a parrot. They want a parrot. That's a shame before God. That is a shame before God Almighty. Anyway, beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book, in the law of God, distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And so, beloved, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple 
reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it. It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of Almighty God because it is coming, you weak people, and some of it is already here. Please do not think we're going to do this wickedness, not only against God, but ourselves, and get away with it. That is foolish thinking. Do not think that way. And it is my prayer that all lost souls would come to know Jesus Christ as Savior so that they can be saved from hell. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, it is so good, as you know, Lord, to be here. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for my sins and all of our sins and our ugliness. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family and your people who are truly saved and striving to serve you. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. And as always, Lord, help us all to pray. Help the people not to just listen to me pray. But Lord, those who know you as Savior, help them to pray. And Lord, help us all to pray what we mean and mean what we pray and not to say empty words. And Holy Father God, I thank you for the power of prayer that you give us. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I praise you and thank you for your holy word that you gave us, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, by way of a parable with a precept and a principle. Men ought always always to pray and not to faint. God help us to pray without ceasing throughout this day. And Lord, you have taught me down through the years and I'm sure others that if we start off the day in prayer, then we can continue in prayer uh, throughout the day and then close the day in prayer by your grace.
Help us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, therefore, in perfect peace. Through praying without ceasing and praying always, watching and praying that we enter not into temptation. For you have told us the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And Holy Father God, Lord, help us to continue instant in prayer by your grace, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit throughout this day. And Holy Father God, I do pray for those of us who are saved. Uh, Lord, have continued mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of all of our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, I pray also for those of us who are saved by your grace. Crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us, afresh and anew this morning. Fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Uh, and deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin, from the inside and from the outside, and grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you will, Lord, uh, I thank you for allowing me to get my exercise in on yesterday. I didn't do it this morning, yet help me to uh, do that today, uh, something that for some reason, there's a part of me that does not want to do it, but I like the results of it. And, uh, and Holy Father God, I pray that you would heal my body of uh, of high blood pressure and other things. And uh, as I'm aging, and strengthen me to continue to preach your holy word. For Lord, I feel this is the least I can do, considering people are dying and going to hell wholesale around this globe. And Holy Father God, I pray for all other people in my family who and and among the people in uh, the crowd today and uh, those who will listen later I pray Lord that you would if they're willing to confess their sins and humble themselves before you and if they're willing to truly come to know your Savior 
I pray, Lord, for their healing as well, their physical healing. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved by your grace. Pave the way for us throughout the remainder of this day. Open up doors for us that no man can shut. And Lord, help us not to do anything uh, that would bring on any sickness or chastisement or rebuke by you. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get right with you, to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I thank you for saving my wretched, undone soul. I do not deserve your salvation. As you know, I don't deserve the privilege to have preached for the past 30 of 43 years, I do not deserve, Lord, uh, any of your blessings and your favor, your mercy and your grace. And so I humbly pray for others, including my wife, who I believe is uh, lost and not saved, and who is trying to do the Christian life without having the benefit of you being in her life. She's holding on to her pride her pharaohistic pride, her Jamaican pride, which is a hard nut to crack. And all Jamaican people know it, even, they don't, even though they don't like for me to say it. Uh, stubbornness, especially in the women, and they all know it. And, uh, it is legendary, and uh, they have even said it with their own mouths. And most of the men know, Jamaican men know that to be the case. Uh, and it is unfortunately powered by the devil. And so, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that my wife would become the first person truly born again and saved in her family. I pray for her mother. I pray for her siblings. I pray for her aunts. Uh, that even the nice and loving Brother Madison uh, this is an aunt that she lived with for a while, uh, Cynthia Reed. Uh, he called, as nice as he was, he called her Lady Macbeth. And my wife has that same spirit of Lady Macbeth, and her mother does as well. And I pray that you're cast of the devil and the demons of hell out of their lives. And... Uh, uh, cast out the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of their hearts, minds, souls, and spirits. And Lord, break this generational curse from off of my children who I raised by your grace, your might, and power uh, based upon your holy word. But this uh, spirit can be in them and is in some of them and I pray that you'll break this generational curse off of their lives and uh, break the generational curse uh, on my side of the family as well 
whereas my mother and sisters may not be as proud, but they are just as rebellious to your holy word and disobedient to your holy word, and they know better, but they don't do better because I believe that they are basing their salvation in uh, their religion. And uh, they have never been born again. They have just been churchy all of their lives. We, as far back as we can remember, we were in church. And, uh, and that's why it's easy for them to disobey your holy word and call themselves apostles and bishops and pastors and all of that foolishness, which is contrary to your holy word. And uh, for a woman cannot be a pastor uh, uh, over men, cannot be a bishop over men, cannot be an apostle, which is non-existent at this time, over men. And I pray that they would examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. In the meantime, Lord, uh, my children that I have kept from these people on both sides of the family because I did not want their negative influence upon my children. They're all grown now, but they can easily be influenced uh, by these devilish spirits and demons from hell that come through even family members. And they never helped them before in any real way. And so now through uh, money and gifts and promises, they're trying to uh, demonically turn them against me. And I thank you, Lord, that they're doing as well as they are. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for this uh, situation, but I also pray it not only for us, uh, there are thousands and millions of born-again Christians <clears throat> who are going through the same thing. Uh, where the family is a Christian family in name only. And everybody is disobedient and tolerating all kinds of sins and abominations. And they want this godly Christian person in the family to go along with it. And he can't or she can't. And so ultimately there is a separation and uh, uh, according to your word, so be it. And so Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, uh, Lord, out of my wife, out of all of our family members and out of all people uh, who are in families that name the name of Christ. And Lord, we pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias from all of these families, including ours. Please give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. 
And Lord, save all people who are lost. We pray for the salvation of King Charles the Third, uh, and his wife, and, uh, or Camilla, and others in the royal family and around the world, because a king or a queen, as Queen Elizabeth II did, can, make, can have a huge impact on how many people get saved and follow you, as it has been the case in in the history of the church. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, uh, we pray for the salvation of all souls that are lost by the moving and by the power of your Holy Ghost and the hearing of the gospel. And Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would uh, revive those who are saved all over the globe here, heal those who are sick, as I have already mentioned, if they're willing to confess their sins, repent, trust Christ as Savior, and pray to you in faith believing. And Lord, uh, comfort those who are grieving uh, in this country and around the globe red, yellow, black, and white, from the coronavirus plague, from famine, from war, from other plagues as well, and the plague of violence in this country, this once great country called America. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I pray that you will lift all of our burdens for those of us who are saved and born again lift our burdens our cares our worries and our anxieties troubles problems and fears from our hearts minds souls and spirits and fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable and uh, lord I also pray that you would deliver us throughout this day <clears throat> from our tribulations, trials, troubles, tests, and tensions with lessons learned. Lord, uh, as the old saints used to sing, Lord, do not uh, move our mountains, give us the strength to climb. But, Lord, if you want to move the mountain, that's fine with me as well. Uh, but, Lord, help us to learn our lessons from the hard things we go through and to learn how to appreciate the valleys as well as the mountaintop. And, Lord, I do pray that you deliver us today for those of us who are saved from all of our afflictions and distresses. And Holy Father God, I pray that you deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ, Lord, from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, uh, family, uh, financial, legal, student loan debts, student pro progress problems. And Lord, thank you 
even though you are chastising your church and rebuking your church uh, and even though it is painful and even though you are warning others who are not saved and causing them to suffer as well thank you Lord for allowing things to be as well as they are uh, because of your mercy your love and your grace and your long-suffering and help people to understand however uh, things can change very rapidly in a very bad way uh, if we don't confess our sins and repent and get right with you and Holy Father God for we know that if you did it to Israel you do it to us and I thank you for it I thank you for your love your loving rebuke and your loving chastisement uh, because I know that you're doing it for our good. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, today as well, that you would protect my family, especially all of my children and offspring, Danny, Daniel, uh, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, uh, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Duran, Danielle, uh, Kiki, Quasia, uh, Lord, and all of my offspring. Uh, Lord, protect them in this sin-cursed world. And at the same time, Lord, I pray for all of the people under the sound of my voice in the same way and around the world, those especially who are of the household of faith, and all of the people who are under the sound of my voice right now and who will be under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that you protect us all from ourselves. For, for most of us, we're the, our biggest problem. We take care of doing what we're supposed to do in your sight. We can solve many of our own problems. So, Lord... Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, uh, I pray that you'll be with us, and at the same time, Lord, thank you for giving me this prayer way before the coronavirus plague. Lord, prepare us for good days and bad days. And Lord, help us to be thankful for all of the days that were good and we didn't have some of the problems that we face now. Uh, so Lord, thank you for good days and bad days. Prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for... Uh, weddings and funerals uh, and prepare us Lord for life and death in every way what King Charles III and his siblings and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren are going through now with the death of uh, Elizabeth the Great as some of us are calling her um, we're going to have to go through it, and, 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 and it makes no difference who we are. It's a tough situation. Death is bad. 
uh, and it's it's not anything to laugh at or to try to blow blow off like it's nothing. It is something, and uh, we thank you for your holy word that deals with that and that comforts us during that time. So comfort that family and comfort millions of other families who are facing death today and help them know that they are not alone because you are in the midst. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Have everything we do and say throughout this day, not only now, be done for your glory, your praise and honor, for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his holy name we do pray. Amen. I can't sing it, but I love it. Oh, I wish I could sing. Get 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 that that black man singing. Uh, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. We gotta, we're going to have to find that same guy that Daniqua used to get. You see it? Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since that, those are the words right there. Let's, go, let's type in uh, that, that into YouTube. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether they're black or white to me. Just go ahead and you, uh, hit YouTube for it. If you see the same one, we can go with that. No, that's not it. That's not it. Go down further. I think that there's another name for it. Let me hear it. Mm -hmm. 
That way I can hide behind them and won't, won't offend you that much. Lead my burden down. High volume. Glory. Hallelujah. Since I lead my burden down. That's the old black church. Hallelujah. Since I lead my burden down. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I lead my burden down, better, so much better, since I lead my burden down, I feel better. So much better since I laid my burden down. With Jesus, since I laid my burden down. church eat me like they used to since I laid my burden down friends don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burden down oh Lord Burden down, Lord, since I lead my burden down, sing, son. Burden down, Lord, burden down, Lord, since I lead my burden down. High and high. Now, you, now when we get the old black church, you know we're going to be a while. So you just hang in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's playing fine. Just cut the sound back on. Burning down. Glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down, glory be God. There you go. Let's cut it off. Let's take it off completely. I think, though, uh, it'd be nice if we could uh, sing that. Let's mark that one. Make sure you know where it is. That's the old black church.
and they uh, they were they were getting down with it as well. And I don't think they had much music, and they loved it too. Uh, you you can tell on the video they loved they loved that song for some reason. And when you when you sing the whole song, it has a whole lot of meaning meaning to it for the saint of God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Today we are reading Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. In the scripture and, and the sense. Para, uh, uh, podcast. Number 1001. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Uh, dear friends, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Now here is the sense of it. And we're coming from the Faith Life Study Bible. Uh, this is the Study Bible, and I would encourage you to get a copy that we use for the introductions to the books. Remember now, there was about 400 years between the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. I said 400 years. Uh, the faithful saints had to wait. Now, dear friends, I tell you what, if, you, if the Bible does not get you excited, there's something wrong with your excitement button on the inside. Maybe you're dead. Your, your button is dead. Because I'm fired up and ready to go. I, I've, read, I've read these Bible uh, books many times. But every time I read them, something God does something in my soul and in my spirit. Glory be to God. I can't explain it to you. <laughs> I cannot explain it. But I, I'm telling you, on a Monday morning, I am fired up and ready to go. I, I mean, buddy, I love this. And uh, if you're saved, you ought to love the Word of God where you are not just coming through me but but anybody who's saved and born again and just your uh, praying and reading the Bible yourself at home by yourself uh, I would venture to say that it's, it's good maybe uh, make sure you do that but it's good to give it to other people as well. Matthew uses the designation Son of David to point to Jesus' human lineage from King David in the Old Testament. For Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the greatest King of all time showing Jesus's legitimate right to the throne. In addition, Matthew emphasizes Jesus's identity 
as the divine Son of God who has authority to control nature, heal disease, and forgive sin. That's a lot. That's a lot. The theme of authority runs just below the surface of the entire gospel. In, and, and, and this is important. I've talked with, I have talked with you about authority. God is the one who gives individuals, countries, states, cities, authority. And in, in, in this, in, in, in authority, my beloved, because God is the one who gives it, uh, is a very mysterious thing. It's an awesome thing. It's not a cut and dry thing. Look at the life of the queen. Look at the life of the queen. Okay? What made her great? Why is the former Prime Minister of England, Johnson, calling her Elizabeth the Great? Why do I join him in calling her Elizabeth the Great? Somehow, God laid authority on her. And you people can poo-poo on kings and queens all you want to. I don't do that. Because God, that's what God used back in the day. Okay? And, and quite frankly, there's some issues with democracy, with the people being on the throne. We have made a mess of things. I don't care if you like it or not. There's some issues. Because if, if it's all about the freedom of the people to do whatever hellaciousness they want to do, then we have a problem. Houston, Houston, we have a problem. I know I'm right about it. We need somebody with authority. authority. And, and by the way, there's another institution that Jesus, uh, that God created, called the church. See, America. Listen to me very carefully, and I'm not the first one to say it. A man from France said it way before I did. But when America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. And if the church is not doing her job and being the salt of the earth uh, along with democracy. Democracy will not work. America will run amok and has run amok. That's where we are today. Why? No, I don't blame the sinners. We, support, we, we should have reached them by now. No, no. It is the church, the Laodicean prosperity gospel, lying, hypocritical, naked, thinking they're rich but they're poor, church. 
Don't make me preach on the Laodicean church. I don't have time this morning now. But that's where we are. And we have a bunch of pastors following each other, patting each other on the back, and doing the happy talk foolishness and the gung-ho foolishness, trying to make you think everything is fine and dandy, and we're all in the ditch because of their poor uh, uh, ministry, their wicked ministry. And they think they've doing, they think that they, if they can get a crowd into a building, they're doing something. They're not doing anything. It's nothing. The church is dead in America. And we're the leaders of, of abominations and sins. We talk about the Catholic Church being a whore, and she is a whore. But the Protestant Church in America is another whore, whether you like it or not. I'm not talking about uh, the remnant. I'm not talking about God's 7,000 that he preserves. I'm not talking about the faithful few. You, 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 know, you want to know who the faithful few are? Call a prayer meeting. No food, no comedian, no dunking the pastor in the water, no carnival, no foolishness, just prayer. Call a prayer meeting. You're going to see your, who the real members of the church are. One of the things these young pastors need to stop doing is this event mess. To hell with that. Win people to Christ. Preach the gospel. Stop making the church into a carnival or a fair. And, 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 and preach the gospel and preach the word. And pray. Pray first, pray in the middle, and pray at the end. That's your church right there. Everything else is fluff. See? The theme of authority. The church has the, the church has lost its authority. Uh, the government has lost its authority and has lost its mind because the church didn't do her job. And I said this recently, and 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 uh, and I'm saying it again today. As I have investigated this thing, it was not just the government, and, and quite frankly, it was not just the government that was pushing homosexuality. There were people in the church pushing it because they're homosexuals. We have the enemy among us. We have Judases in the church, and we have entire Judas churches. My son Daniel White the Fourth and I wrote a book on that titled The Judas Church way back. We saw it way back. Or I saw it way back. He helped me with the book. We saw it way back that churches were betraying Christ. 
like never before. On purpose and some for money, 30 pieces of silver. Bought and paid for. And then the man has lost all of his authority in the home. The devil, the world, pastors, women, feminists, wives have beat their husbands down to nothing, to a powder. Don't you get mad at me because I'm footloose and fancy free as a man. I, I, I can't help it that you let your wife uh, dominate you and control you. I, I, I saw my mother do that to my dad. And I made up my mind somewhere on the inside. God, God did something in me that I'm not, I, I, I'd rather not have a wife if she's going to try to do that with me. Mm -mm. These wives, by the way, some of you husbands out there begging your wife for sex and all of that foolishness. Uh, and and, and uh, she doesn't control that, man. You control that. That's biblical. Well, I got to wait on her when she wants to do it and so forth and uh, so on. And, and, and I got to wait weeks and months. Mm. Mm. You're not saying something right to her because here's what she needs to hear. Come on, girl. That deep voice. When you're ready to, when you're ready to get down with it, uh, that deep, crazy voice. That's what she needs to hear. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. She knows what that means. And if you mean business, she's gonna come. Why? Because she benefits from it too. The big hurt. I know. You, I know you've seen the big hurt in in the commercial. He always, at the end, he always smiles and she'll like it too. She'll like it too. See, it's, 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 see. and so, in fact, uh, I'm going to challenge you. Uh, it's going to probably happen today. I'm probably put it up today. I'm going to challenge some of you Christian couples to have sex. Eat right and have sex. No pills. 21 days straight. You say, well, have you done it? We've already done it. And do, and we'll do it again. No meat. See, if you don't eat any meat, uh, you don't need the pills. Uh, and you'll have all of the oomph you need. That's what, and, and look at me. Look at me. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. That's what both of you need. Some of you sweet Christians, some of you pastors, pastors and wives, got side pieces out there horn around, getting into trouble, playing with somebody else's wife, texting somebody else's wife and all that foolishness, texting somebody else's husband. And, and people are mad because I said, look at me, people. Have you lost your righteous minds? And I'm just as serious as I can be. No pastor ought to have Another man's uh, wife's telephone number, period. Well, we friends and we brothers and sisters. And we got, no, 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 Negro. Have you lost your mind, man? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
uh, Negro head. I, I don't care if you white or black, because you, you, you're making me want to say something. Mm -mm. No. You, we all know better than that. We all know better than that. Well, we sisters and brothers here. We're brothers and sisters. We're friends here and so forth. Man, have you lost your mind? You are asking for adultery. You asking you you trying to get some sex. You like that woman. You like that brother's wife, you devil. The last thing on earth you need is her telephone. You should not even have her telephone. For what? One of my doctors. He's a he's a he's a uh, a Christian man, a good man, and and and, uh, and all of that. But his main assistant, excuse me, is big and fat and ugly. Now he he does that on purpose. And all smart pastors do that. And all smart people, men who they they, they get somebody old, or, you know, not that attractive, but they're good workers. And you don't need no hot mama in your office, man, bringing you coffee and tea, and bending over and all of that. And you don't need her telephone number. And the last thing on earth you need to do is text them. Why do I say that? Because texting has can have a feeling similar to uh, pornography watching, where you you lose your mind and you feel like because you're dealing with a screen you feel like you can do or say some things you should not be saying and doing because you're not talking to them directly and so you can suggest things you can just uh, see see these dogs out here young ladies they know how to Say one word and text you one word with a question mark. And if you're weak, they can have you in the hotel room within uh, an hour or two. Don't look at me like you're crazy, like you don't know what I'm talking about. Dr. Frederick Casey Price. Said there are some men who can talk the panties right off of a woman. And some women are so silly minded that they will let him do it. But worse than that, there are some men who can text the panties right off of you, women. They know how to do it. And if you're silly minded and weak, you'll go along with it. Before you know it, you're in a mess. And you're involved in an adulterous relationship. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. The devil is a lie. And husbands, you are a big dummy. If you let a pastor, you hit, listen to me. You think I'm playing with you? 
I would, if I were you, I would not trust any man, including pastors. Like that. If you let your wife give him or any man her number, uh, no. You need to stop trying not to be jealous. All men are jealous of their wives. And for some, their wives may not even be worth being jealous over, but because she is his wife, they're going to be jealous. Our God is jealous. He put that in you. He wants you to be jealous, to protect your wife and protect your marriage and protect your children from divorce. Because for most men, if she steps out like that, it's over. I know it would be for me. You say, well, wouldn't you forgive? I forgive, I forgive my wife automatically. She commits so many sins, I, I, I just automatically, she's on automatic forgiveness. It doesn't bother me at all. But as far as staying together after something like that, nope. 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 Not Danny B. I can't do that. I know I couldn't do it because I wanted to marry a virgin in the first place. And that was not, I don't know where that came from. God put it in my heart. I don't know. I didn't read about it or anything. And I wasn't a virgin. But to me, that's a problem. That would be a problem if my wife is not a virgin because uh, uh, I can't imagine, you know, another man being on top of my wife. That's going to be a problem for me. For me, maybe not for you, but for me, it is. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be with a woman who's been like that. Now, if my wife died right now, I would uh, probably still desire a virgin. Uh, to get married to, but maybe at my age now, I would not mind it that much. Okay, I guess, I don't know, but uh, I probably still want the same. Because I believe if you are a normal man, that's going to come up, particularly when things are heated. Things were if things got heated a little bit with the queen, as as controlled and self-controlled as she is, with her husband Philip. Was I mean, who do you think you are? I can't tell you what what Philip called her one day, and she and 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 she called him something too. I can tell you that if I could remember, I can remember what Philip called her. I can't say it though because. Uh, Jesus forbids me to say that. And I'm not going to say it. If they had problems, then who are you? And that would be a problem with me, particularly when things get heated and you're not even doing your regular normal duties. So... I don't know. I mean, at my age now, I may not uh, be that hard about that. But uh, I was definitely—I I, I did not marry some women, quite frankly, who were better uh, than my wife. 
uh, before we got married, better and more compatible with me. Yes, sure. I didn't marry them because they were not a virgin. And they, they were honest and told the truth. One was a model, just as tall as I am, and fine, but she told me that she was not around there. I mean, I, and, and, and most of them were Jamaican women, and, and uh, one was uh, from America. But once they admitted that, uh, and what I found is people who, women who, who are not virgins, they will pretty much tell you that. I guess because they know that you're not going to see the blood on the sheets with them because they're wide open and ready to go already, see. But for some reason, they, 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 they would not lie about it. And um, uh, so I, I didn't marry them because of that, that one reason. And I married my wife for that one reason, because she was a virgin. Now, um, my point in all of that is, if you step out like that woman, most husbands, most men, they can't, they're not going to be able to take that. Most women can and will. I guess that goes back to the time of men with multiple wives and concubines. There's something going on. There's a, di there's a difference. There's a difference there. Uh, you can step out too, but most women don't do that. They'll forgive and go on and stay. Uh, but anyway, the theme of authority runs just below the surface of the entire gospel. Very important. In the miracle stories, in Jesus' teachings and parables, and in his confrontations with the religious leaders, in everything he does, Jesus is acting in the name and power of God, see, himself. Authority. Authority is very important. By the end of Matthew's Gospel, some of Jesus' disciples are worshiping him. And it is here that it becomes apparent that the people realize what we have also found to be true. Jesus is God himself. Now I have some fellow preachers who don't like for me to say that. And by the way, I have a question for my theologian friends, Dr. Russell Moore, Dr. Piper, Dr. Tony Evans. I, I keep hearing from time to time, uh, and I don't believe it, that Bishop T.D. Jakes is a Trinity denier. Is that true? Now you theologians can answer that off the top of your head. I'm not. I'm not a theologian. I'm a prophet, 
uh, evangelist, preacher of the gospel and the word. And so I, I depend on you all to answer questions like that. I don't believe he is. Uh, he may be saying it differently. And I have heard some Baptists say it the way he has said it. I don't believe them, and I don't know how you can preach like that and be a Trinity denier. <laughs> I don't know how you could do that. I don't know. So you, you all tell me, uh, tell me, folks. Uh, let me know what you think. Because I've never heard him preach on. I, I, I read a statement that he made, and it sounded pretty close to how the Baptists believe. Anyway, today we proclaim Jesus as our Jewish Messiah, who is also our King and God. He is all we ever hoped for and far more. And this Savior, Jesus, inspires us to both praise him and take action. Praise him and obey him. He motivates us to make disciples of all nations, a work that is far, far, far from done. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for this journey through your holy word. Lord, that we've been on for years now. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor I thank you for my son, Daniel Ezekiel, for putting this together each and every day, uh, nearly over 1,000 times. And Lord, I pray that you'll give him your grace and strength and the power of your Holy Spirit to, serve, to continue to serve you well. Do the same for all of my children as uh, my two youngest children and I are approaching uh, another birthday together that we celebrate together. Daniel Ezekiel and Danielle and myself. And Lord, we pray that, I, that you would bless our birthday day. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege of your giving us all uh, the privilege to serve you together. Now, Holy Father God, uh, help us to take heed to your holy word. Help us to love it, to cherish it, to learn it, to obey it, and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friends, the question is, do you know this Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the son of Adam, the son of God? as your Savior. If not, please get to know him today and believe in him and ask him to save your soul. For you need to understand that you are a sinner. Just as I am, just as Joel Osteen is, the pastor of the largest church in America, just as um, 
the Dalai Lama is a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. All pastors and preachers and bishops are sinners. All pastors' wives are sinners. We're all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight. We have broken his Ten Commandments. We have committed crimes against heaven by lying, by stealing, by lusting after people and things, by uh, coveting after people and things, by dishonoring and disobeying our parents, by dishonoring God and disobeying God, by taking his name in vain, By committing adultery, by committing fornication, having sex outside of marriage, by uh, committing homosexuality. All of these sins and your unbelief in Christ will send you to hell. Do you have any guilt over any of these sins? Have you committed some of these sins or all of them? The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all, A-L-L, all means all, and that's all always means. In the Greek, all means all. Everybody is a sinner. A wicked, evil, ungodly, undone sinner. We produce sins like a factory. A sin factory is what we are. And we choose to sin against God. And because of that, we're in danger of going to hell. For the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. There's a penalty for sin. There's a punishment for sin. The wages of sin is death. Death is a serious matter. The queen lived a life better than most, but she is still, uh, she was still a sinner when she was here on this earth. That's right, the queen, Elizabeth II, she did wrong too. She did evil as well. I know this because I told her about herself with love and with respect. I, I love her and, and I respect her. My wife is under her domain for right now. Well, she was under her domain. My wife is from Jamaica, which is a part of the Commonwealth of Great Britain. But God led me to respect her and to love her and to tell her the truth about some things she needed to correct. Some things she did, some things, a couple of things she didn't. We're all sinners, and so therefore we're all going to die. We do not die because of cancer. I know people want to know, what did he die of? It doesn't matter. He's dead. One man was at a funeral one time, and and uh, he was whispering to somebody else in the 
uh, church at the back of the church. He was coming in late, and uh, he whispered to another man and said, uh, "How much did he leave behind?" And the man said, "He he left all of it, every bit of it." <laughs> and that's what you're gonna do when you die. You're gonna leave everything. Okay. So understand, you're going to die. You need to accept that, and you need to expect that. And death can happen at any time. You may not have the long life of Queen Elizabeth II. In fact, you may die tonight. You may die tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to you. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Jesus Christ said, you must be born again. And so, dear friend, God wants you to understand that, first of all, you're on a ball called earth hanging on nothing but his word and his power. Okay? And you're going to die off of this ball because the Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And you can bank on that. That's going to happen. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, hanging on nothing but his power and his word, he will allow you to go to hell for your sins and pay for your sins in hell throughout eternity if you do not believe in his son that he's provided for you jesus christ the lamb of god who paid our sin debt the sacrificial passover lamb of god for the entire world Now, you just heard a theologian tell you that Jesus Christ, where he got his uh, authority from, was the fact that he is God. Okay? God died for you and for me. That's how much he loved you. And that's how much he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Perish where? In hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 9 verses 43 through 48 these words in one of his sermons on hell. By the way, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Old Testament and New Testament, prophets and apostles. And he preached more on hell than he did about heaven. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said these words, and Jesus Christ cannot lie and he does not play. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire. When Jesus Christ mentions hell, he mentions the fire. Into the fire. 
Now scientists say they have found a planet that is nothing but oceans and lakes and rivers of liquid fire. And they believe that that could be hell. I don't know. I believe that hell is in the center of this earth. Why is there fire burning in, in the middle of this earth? Why, why is that? To go into hell, into the fire, Jesus Christ said, that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a real place, according to Jesus Christ, where you will go into the fire and burn and suffer and be tormented forever and forever. That's a long time. It will never end. When God brings out forever and forever, that's, that's, that's too much. There's no ending to that. There's no limbo. There's no in-between. There's no purgatory. There's no vestibule. Don't believe that lie. Is heaven or hell? Is up or down? Is sink or swim? Hell is a very real place. You can go there and pay for your sins there yourself, or you can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who, is, who has already paid for your sins. For John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ said the most important words in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Church membership can't save you. Your mom and them can't save you just because they are supposed to be Christians. Getting baptized cannot save you alone. Getting baptized cannot save you at all. Speaking in, a, in some unknown tongue cannot save you. Joining a church cannot save you. Shaking the pastor's hand or taking a chair at the front of the church will not save you. Giving money to the church will not save you. Doing good works will not save you. Jesus Christ has told you what will save you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life.
So right now, dear friends, simply believe in your heart in Jesus Christ that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. And then call on his name. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save you. And I'll be more than happy to uh, pray with you and lead you in what is called the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Get saved from hell today. Get saved from the power and the pain of your sins today. For Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's call on the name of the Lord and get saved from hell today. Jesus did it for you. That's why he preached on hell so hard. Because he wants you to take advantage of his salvation. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God in heaven, I come before you as a sinner. I admit that I have sinned against you. And I have done those sins that the preacher talked about. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and who bled and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. <clears throat> now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered he bled and he died on the cross for your sins to pay your sin debt he was buried and rose on the third day and you just called on his name in prayer 
according to the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved. You have been translated from going to hell to going to heaven in the newness of life. Now, to help you grow in the faith, go to Gospel Light Society, G-O-S-P-E-L, Light, L-I-G-H-T, Society, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, dot com, and tap on my book titled, What to Do, after you enter through the door. And you can download that book within minutes and begin to read that book and uh, get some steps uh, that you need to take to grow in the faith and become a stronger uh, Christian disciple. For the Bible says in John 10:9, Jesus Christ said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. So, dear friend, uh, read that book as soon as possible. And then there's another book right beside it, I believe, titled How to Be Saved from Hell, Straight from the Bible. You can read that as well to solidify your understanding of what you just did. Also, please email us at dw3 at gospelite society or whatever email is on your platform, and let us uh, and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you, and also send you more free material. And if you have a prayer request, you can give us your prayer request at any time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we'll put you on our prayer list and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, make sure you pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Pray always, always pray. Continue instant in prayer. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as the music begins to play, Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for all that you have done, for all that you're doing and all that you will do. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with us and lead us and guide us and direct us throughout the remainder of this day. And Lord, help us all to pray without ceasing. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.